Back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And today we're here to talk about Final Destination 3. Also, happy fourth birthday to the show. And happy fourth of July, which is when we're recording. Yes, and it's yesterday when we posted. This is going to be a quick turnaround. Um, but I can't think of a more appropriate movie to watch. But we'll talk about that in a minute. I can think of several more appropriate movies to watch. Uncle Sam. Independence Day. Jaws. Uh, American Gothic. Jaws 2. Jaws 3. Jaws 4, The Revenge. Um, uh, Beach Party Massacre Psycho Beach Party? Sure Okay, we're done naming these movies mm-hmm. Continue, Brennan Okay Well <laughs> um, I ran out of movies Anyway, m- moving on Let's do our 10-word reviews of more movies That we're still catching up on from our break um, Let's start with Godzilla, King of the Monsters What do you got, Sergio? I wrote Godzilla fucked a moth and saved the world <laughs> My review is a Godzilla forsaken boar with indistinguishable gray brown blobs that fight. Yeah. Men in Black International. A s- sorry. Stellar cast plus interstellar setting makes for a spectacular movie. Ooh, I like that wordplay. Uh, my review is only aliens would assume I want that little Emma Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Toy Story 4. Uh, Pixar truly wants us to laugh and cry at every opportunity. And my review is the eldritch horror of this movie is something to behold. What's Eldritch Horror? Explain for those of us who aren't smart. I mean, it's kind of Lovecraftian, but it's also like just ancient, uncanny horror. Like the ventriloquist dummies. It's very, there's a lot of scary stuff. Oh, yeah. There was some freaky stuff in that movie. Mm. We should just have a whole little podcast recording of that. Well, there's also some really excellent photorealistic animation in it, too. Yeah. Like, especially the cat. The cat was animated so well. It was scary. Anyway. um, I don't remember the cat as well as you do, but it was good. I'm, I'm a cat person. Um, but anyway, uh, here's the plot of Final Destination, Trace. Hey, that's the name of someone who might listen to this episode, as well as a number in Spanish. The way you said it makes it neither of those things, because it can't be both. I just thought it was exciting. Trace, here's your shout out. Hello. Okay. <laughs> um, six years after a group of high school students first cheated death, another teen, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, has a premonition that she and her friends will be involved in a horrifying roller coaster accident. When the vision proves true, the student and her fellow survivors must deal with the repercussions of cheating the Grim Reaper. Oh, gee, what do you think's going to happen, Sergio? Um, what I think is going to happen is it's going to be a good time for those of us watching, and sure. not so good for those living it out. No, not so good. Uh, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. What is your scariness score out of five? Oh, three. <laughs> sure. I'm going to give it two, but what's, I don't know, what about it? What has that power for you still this far into a franchise? I mean, it's not that it's scary, but at the very least, the opening um, scare sequence mm-hmm. uh, was the roller really coaster good. crash. Was really good. It's really Because good. I've never seen something like that before. And I was, like, not on, like, the edge of my seat or anything, because um, we all know how this works out, uh-huh. uh, but I was enjoying it, you know? Oh, yeah, and that's a particularly excellent scene, too, because I didn't remember exactly how the roller coaster death thing played out, 
Um, but it is, I kind of imagine it to be kind of like the zoo tycoon. If you, you know, don't build the track right and just goes like flying off into nothing. Yeah. But there's a lot of steps to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like how final destination has to, and you have to have an order that the people die and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but it's really, it's intense and it does really play into another one of those fears. Like so far, each of the three opening acts, like the opening premonitions have really played into common situations that feel dangerous to people mm-hmm. um you know like flying in a plane or being on a roller coaster and it uh-huh. just that is the only reason i'm giving it two out of five because otherwise this movie really embraces the fun of the concept yeah. much more than the like fear of it yeah the deaths were a little bit crazier if that's possible oh yeah oh i this is where it starts ramping up and i love it uh-huh so I don't know how scary it actually was because during its entirety, I just kind of thought it was like a joke. Uh, yeah, but it there's was def- there's absolutely more jokes in this one than either of the previous two. Uh-huh. But there was definitely an element of, you know, going full hog, which I loved, which I guess is like some pity points for scariness. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look, it's, it's a sequel embracing the thing that it is mm-hmm. and just, you know, ramping it up. And that's exciting and it's mm-hmm. fun. And I, I do think they do it well here. Mm hmm. Um, but let's move on. What's your campiness score? For campiness, I give it a four. A four? I think I'm going to have to give it a three, which just to balance out the amount of like intentional good humor that's in it, I find. Uh-huh. Um, but what's what's the reason for having such a high score for you? I think the characters, they're all so dumb. <laughs> they're all archetypes of things. You have your dumb uh, high school girls. You have your mean high school girls. Uh-huh. You have your high school girl who feels like her clothes don't fit right, which is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, what? She seems like she's just always so awkward and so in her feelings or whatever. Uh-huh. She's the Ellie Larder of this one where she's a beautiful woman who like, you know, is like, oh, oh, no. Oh, I'm so, ooh, boo. Yeah, exactly, right? Girl who cl- feels like her clothes just don't yeah. fit right, like uncomfortable although, in her own skin. Although I would say she's like more popular than Ellie Larder's character was. A little bit. She's more social, definitely. But mm. they all kind of just feel bad for her. And it's like you all lost someone, too. Like, you, yeah. like this entire class should be in mourning. But then there's that one scene where the two popular girls go up to her and be like, like oh, feel better. And then well, they I mean, congratulate themselves for that. They're like, we're such good people. That was really funny. Yeah. That was another. Them, I thought their um, humor could have been so odious and boring Mm -hmm. but i liked the kind of like light satirization of like rich white chicks Mm -hmm. like i thought their lines were reasonably funny Uh uh-huh and you had that weird guy who was uh like speaking about death at funerals mckinley yeah way to make a funeral about you man like that was unnecessary oh yeah just shouting at the priest too that's Mm -hmm. so rude yeah and also he was talking about all the the bad people that are still walking the earth like Mm -hmm. osama bin laden at the time Uh um charlie manson at the time yeah um and then also he mentioned pimps and vice presidents which was very interesting yeah it got really political canada has their ideas about american politics i guess so and they put in the in the voice of a character named mckinley named Mm -hmm. after a president yeah um, and then campiness, just in general, the one thing that I liked, and I'm going to put it in campiness, okay. is that they didn't take themselves uh, too seriously with like tracking the order of the deaths necessarily and like trying to outwit death. Uh-huh. They were just kind of like playing it by ear because it's like, and that's good because it's like, who could give a shit? Yeah. It's like, Ooh. we all know you're all going to die. Oh, yeah. Two things I like about that. Uh-huh. There was a, a much reduced police presence in this one. Yeah. Just really smoothing over the sequel sequelitis where it's uh-huh. like we don't need someone to think that mary elizabeth winstead's murdering everyone we already uh-huh. know and then really early on um the guy's name is kevin 
the I don't know the guy who survives alongside her. Sure, I'm not going to remember their names. It's something, um, but he's like, I looked up online, and death's going to kill us all in order. And it's like, okay, thank you. We've gotten through this. Yeah, um, it was a really good way to smooth over all that unnecessary time spent yes. on that. Because look, I mean that you know that's a dumb contrivance because he would have just looked up premonition mm-hmm. and no one's died yet so there's no reason to believe that they will mm-hmm. but you know it gets it out into the open and we don't have to think about it anymore mm-hmm. and i'm i really like that yeah um what of campiness for me um there was there was some stuff just of the time like the the, the one character the fashions the fashions and the fact that one character is like i'm so bored at funerals if you ever come to my funeral you should bring me a psp I was who like, said that uh, the the football guy. Okay. And oh, some some oh, just a, a a teensy weensy dash of like gay humor. Of he's like, I'm not gonna die in any embarrassing way, right? Because because Mary Elizabeth Winstead has photos from the carnival night that predict people's deaths. Uh huh. And the guy's like, I don't have anything like up my ass or anything, right? I'm like, uh, oh man, what a way to go, dude! What a way to go, though. Could I you mean, imagine? Yeah. No, that wouldn't be good. Would it like to die like while autumning? I mean, maybe it's the ultimate. I feel like it wouldn't be good for the top because then, like, what happens immediately is that you, like, you know, what you well, like, I don't, I think you're not being topped by a person. I imagine you're just being topped by some sort of jagged instrument or something. No, I just, so I got, I went a different route with you on this idea than you. I was like, imagine like you die while bottoming. Okay. You know, like you're bottoming for a person, okay. not like some object. What and you do with objects, Brian, is your business, but I mean like with a person. And you're just like, oh, uh, you, sorry, uh, not safe for work is about to follow. Just you come so hard, your heart like flies out of your dick or something. That's happened before. People have had strokes while having sex. That's true. Like that's a com- not a common occurrence, but it's not uncommon. Oh, so so really, if she, what if she like flips through the picture and it's just him bending over and some dude's like behind him, like, hey, yeah. I was just that, that's like, a scary movie gag we just invented. Yeah, but I was just saying, like, what would you? What would that be like? Would it be good to die like while bottoming or like bad? And I was saying it's bad for the top because it would get messy pretty quickly because people like evacuate their bowels once they're dead. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, who cares about the top? You're dead. Uh. They'll, they'll keep on living their top lives. <laughs> They'll be fine. Just killing other bottoms everywhere with their <laughs> great dick. I guess. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, did anything else happen? Oh, um, there's the the thing that I always love of high school characters being like way too invested in their relationships. Where he was like, because Mary Elizabeth Winstead's boyfriend dies on the roller coaster, and her best friends, her best friend dies, and leaving that boyfriend alive. So they swip swapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like who was alive uh-huh. um which i thought was an interesting choice yeah um especially because it's like we don't have to worry about like the love relationship really although mm-hmm. it did kind of seem like the swapped relationship or whatever it was going to end up that way it seems like they were going to blossom into love but it didn't yeah because we got a little epilogue at the end we got a coda where he's like oh i meant to I meant to call you uh-huh um but yeah so no but after she dies he's just like after graduation I was going to ask her to marry me. And I was like, look, a fate worse than death. Having to marry this 18-year-old, no thank you. She picked the right exit out of this relationship. Mm -hmm. In New York. What? She ends up in New York. Mary Elizabeth Winstead does. I'm talking about the dead girl. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought we were talking about Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I mean, we should always be talking about Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but not in this instance. Okay. Yeah, Um, I truly dug her like, oh, I'm going to Berkeley. Fuck this. Oh, yeah. Also... 
so tacky. She talks about like how photographs can predict death. She showed a picture of Lincoln with this like crack on the glass that was where the sh- that was really unfortunate. That was unfortunate. But then it was a picture of the twin towers with the shadow of a plane uh-huh. on it. This bitch went sorry. Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Winstead's character went full on infowars about regarding like pictures predicting deaths or whatever. Yeah, it was it was a little much. Yeah. I mean, maybe she invented YouTube. YouTube started up around like right that time, right? Probably. 2006 is when I feel this like came conspiracy out. theories would have been like the most popular thing on there at the time next to Charlie. Oh, I'm my sure. Finger. God, what a time the internet was. Peanut butter jelly time reigned supreme over the memes. Yeah. <sighs> Gross. Eat um, no stops. I will say also, also lost on the roller coaster because half of the roller coaster does actually die. Um, as opposed to the people that Mary Elizabeth Winstead saves mm-hmm. unintentionally. Um, one of them is Dustin Milligan, who plays Ted on Schitt's Creek. And there's a little memorial, and she scans right past his headshot to go look at her friends. And I'm like, no, stare at his beauty, even though he's an awkward-looking, gangly teen at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, also just while we're talking about it, Corey Monteith from Glee has a very small part in the uh, the tricentennial fair at the end. Yeah, all of Canada's greats. <laughs> yeah. The greatest they have to offer. Uh, but what's Maybe Sean Mendez was in there. <laughs> you never know. Um, what were you going to say? Uh, what's your effects score? Four. Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on that one. Yeah, because the deaths were over the top. Oh, we haven't yeah. really talked about them all that much. Because we're saving it for now. Yeah. What was your favorite? My favorite had to have been the... I have two. Okay. I I liked the one that resulted in... Uh, that was going to be the death of that weird, like, goth kid. McKinley? Yeah. Um, but instead, it just ended up killing, like, his girlfriend slash friend. The the nail gun? Yeah. Because it was so intricate and elaborate. Like, they were being so careless in that stockroom. Oh, my God. They work at, like, a Home Depot. And they're just knocking shit over and just letting machines just run wild. <laughs> like, yeah. who let these two 17-year-olds work, like, the late shift alone? Mm-hmm. It's like, I know we don't value minimum wage jobs and the people who hold those positions, but, like, nobody is that careless with that. Yeah. Um, anyways, so she ends up dying because, like, the staple gun goes off, and then it's, like, it's, uh, like, all the... It was just funny. Like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead looks at the picture, and then she realizes how he's going to die, and then uh-huh. she kind of saves him because she saw that these picket fence things were going to fall on him and kill him. Yeah. Um, which I was like, okay, sure. Um, you can put two and two together. Um, Look, it, it's it's less far-reaching than the previous one where she's like, I had a vision of, like, a fish, so a fish is going to shoot you. Yeah. It, they're crazy. The way they piece <laughs> them together are crazy. It's like, okay. No, this one is pretty clear most of the time. At least the general, like, the kid who got killed by, like, an engine fan, there was a fan behind his head. Uh-huh. So it's like, he was killed by a fan. It uh-huh. wasn't like the wind pushed him off a cliff or something. Okay. Oh, it was just crazy. She was like, there's like a rope ladder in this and he's going to hang himself or he's going to die with the ladder. In oh, it. yeah. she. Well, that was before it re- anything really happened. So yeah. she wasn't sure how it was going to work, but uh-huh. it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. And it's always like the hindsight with the pictures. It's like, oh, OK, it was clearly there. Yeah. We just didn't know how to read them, um, which makes it all the more boggling. Like, why would you even bother to read them? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So she try to save their lives. <laughs> so the girl ends up dying unnecessarily by like the gun. Because I thought that was just weird because did it seem like it made sense the way she died? Well, she fell and something landed on the nail gun and it went off and shot her in the back oh, of the head yeah. a whole bunch of times. And just it kept going off and off and off. And yeah. I didn't necessarily see what set it off. So I thought that was um, just crazy. Uh-huh. Um, and just like shooting her with a nail gun for the sake of shooting her with a nail gun. Yeah, it's there. Uh-huh. It's it's uh, Chekhov's nail gun. 
And then number two, my, my favorite death had to have been the really um, aggressively arrogant jock. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't remember. The movie's like soul effort. African Canadian character. Um, he thinks he just ignores Mary Elizabeth Winstead's warnings. Like, oh yeah, at every turn, he's always like, "I don't care about death. I'm a winner." Uh huh. And he can see um, that stuff is going on wrong in this gym. Yeah. Like the swords are falling off. It cut. They parts have of the actual weights. sharpened swords on the wall in their gym. That is not a smart move. Yeah, it was crazy the stuff that's happening in the gym. And like he thinks he's made it out. Like fine, and so then he like continues repping or whatever. But yeah, I guess he didn't notice that the safety or whatever was well because the sword sliced the cables that were holding the weights. Uh huh. So then they just like, whew, like once he finished his rep or continued another rep, he just got his head smushed. Yeah, by the between weights. two weights, it was like the world's most gross office toy. <laughs> uh huh. Which was pretty pretty funny. It is. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man, the best. But my favorite is probably McKinley's death. Which I was going to say, yeah. this is good, too. It's another fake-out one where he thinks he survived because a bunch of fireworks shoot at him and they all miss him. So he's like, look, clearly this wasn't in death's design. Uh-huh. But the fireworks hit this big pulse. Like a, a Sure. A yawn? Yawn? That wasn't a yawn. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Uh, sidebar. We have received word on Twitter a lot throughout our, our runtime that Sergio's yawns are something that people really respond to and enjoy. But... Neither of us really noticed them. So, yeah. like, maybe maybe I'm just, like, too used to them. Probably. Just me yawning when you're speaking normally. Yeah. No, I'm look, I've come to not expect 100% attention from you at really any time. You're, <laughs> it makes me sound so rude. You are rude. Your focus is weak. <laughs> Lies. My focus is always on, like, making you laugh. Let that be known, Brennan. That uh-huh. should be my tagline on my, my tombstone. <laughs> That's kind of sad. No one. You live for nothing laugh. else. Yeah. Just me laugh. Yeah. Like that'd Brennan be good. I, the rest I is that, so tired. Sweet. That is because I fucking sorry. I hate when it's always like, oh, loving brother, loving son, great husband, or whatever. It's like that doesn't tell you anything. Uh-huh. That's more about the people. That's more for the people who live. You know. Yeah, but I mean, that's their I... connection to you. What's how do I want to be remembered oh. for making others laugh? Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, and which I do apparently by yawning. I mean, look, however you can, you know, scrape it together, right, your yeah. legacy. Yeah. So back one to yawn McKinley. at a time. Yeah. Back, back to, McKinley. to McKinley. So yeah, it knocks over one of those, one of those like mechanical light posts that they have at places that are, you know, like when you set up a big fair in a park or whatever, where it's got that, it's attached to like a generator machine and it's this huge light on a pole, but it, no, it's a sign. It's something. It's a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's shaped like a basketball hoop, like, you know, the big, like curvy Thing. Never mind, it doesn't matter. Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but it falls down and it smashes him and just turns him into meatloaf. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then you see like the upper part of his torso and it's just like flipping off Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And it's, you know, it's dumb. But mm-hmm. it, I had a good time with it. And it's definitely the grossest death. It's like the, the kid who gets squished like a grape by the glass panel in the last mm-hmm. one. I like those ones a lot. Yeah, I liked, I loved it. And I loved how it just left part of his corpse there. Um, it wasn't just like he became SpaghettiOs or something. Yeah, just... Yeah, part of it survived. Oh, uh-huh. oh, it was great. It was good. Um, delicious. Um, I also thought the death scene that was probably the most amazing um, was uh, what's his face's death. 
Um, the two, like the graduate, he graduated from high school like two years before. Frankie? Oh, Frankie Cheeks, I think was his name. Yeah. The, the disgusting, disgusting man. Yeah. The pervert. Uh-huh. Who was trying to film women's upskirts and stuff. Yeah. And, um, like Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Kevin. Ooh, uh-huh. <laughs> Why do we say her name? Like all, all three names. It's important. We can call her Mew. Mew. Um, fine. Mew. Um, and Kevin. I hate it. Don't do that. Fine. Uh, Mary's character and Kevin. I like Mary's character is any shorter than Mary Elizabeth once that. Um, anyways, the two do the two people. Yeah. They're in at a drive through um, and they see stuff is happening like they're boxed in and they see like a truck is just really getting close to them or whatever. It, it's barreling down the Canadian street towards them. Mm hmm. To- down the Canadian street. Everything's Canadian. Um, and they're trying to like escape. And then like they think it's their time to die. And they don't realize that it's really the person in front of them's time to die. Yeah, because they didn't know it was him. Yeah. They just thought it was someone. Uh-huh. Um, and so then they like leave via the, the windshield. Yeah, they smash the windshield and they just barely escape. Yeah. and But then like the other car comes like barreling through. Uh-huh. And like it cuts through the other car. The car then- behind them. Yes, and then they, uh, and then it just like like you mentioned, the fan just cuts through his head. Well, no, see, because the car behind them stops the eighteen wheeler, mm-hmm. but the engine block flies mm-hmm. ahead, and the fan just slices uh, Frankie Cheeks open. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. I'm so glad he departed the film early. Yeah, <laughs> I hated him so much. It's true. He had no reason to be there. You know whose death was um, a little tragic? Whose? The Asian friend's death. Oh, yeah. You mean the the Asian girl who had zero lines and then just dies being impaled by a flagpole? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she died so that Mary Elizabeth Winstead's sister can live. Yeah, a white girl. Who needs her? Yeah. We have too many. It's Canada. They have a surplus. Um, But sure enough, she died. And it was like she was hardly a character. And so I didn't think she would get a death scene. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Surprise but, to you. But she did. So I was like, good for them. But I feel like this is adding insult to injury. Kind of. Like you get no lines, but you get a death scene. Look. You it, exist solely to be killed. I mean, look, if I was in a slasher movie and got to just die and not have to do any other work, I'm like, you know what? Sure. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, they did that for the other character, too. The girlfriend to McKinley. But she wasn't really a character. Yeah, she, she, had a, she had lines in that one scene, though. Uh-huh. The Asian girl had nothing. Yeah. Um, she didn't have a name. That's why we can't call her anything. Yeah. I'm sure um, she had a name. We just don't remember. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they said it. It's probably mm-hmm. in the credits or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the record, if you're, if you can hear the explosions, like we said, we are recording on 4th of July. At 2 it's, PM though. I don't know. People are idiots. Um, I think maybe they're trying to give us a 4D experience of talking about the tricentennial scene with all the fireworks. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, I don't I, know what tricentennial you, we, they were celebrating in America. Well, it's the tricentennial of the town, oh. which I guess makes sense. It would have been be- established before independence. Yeah, it would have been a British colony. Yeah. A British town. Um, in British Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whoa. What? Just my oh. cool joke yeah. about Canada? Yeah. Cool. One of my favorite things about Canadian horror movies is what they name the high schools because it's always like really obviously named after an American president. Mm-hmm. Cause this one's McKinley High School. In prom night, it's Alexander Hamilton High. Like they're just really trying to convince you that they're not Canadian at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to quality score in general. What is your quality score for Final Destination 3? 4. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. 
Um, Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you like that. <laughs> you know what? Me too. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I was going to... Really? Think, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm just... I'm, I'm imitating you now. No. So then you can scream yes. Yes. Okay. Never mind. Continue. You're frightening me. <laughs> um... I'm just going to agree with you. Um, so you liked this one. Yes, I did. I really liked it. Um, mostly because it is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, a person whose Ooh. name I insist on saying in full every single you time. You have to. Um, like, if you're talking about Bryce Dallas Howard and you just said Bryce, who the hell is that? Yeah, that sounds like a dude that you would, like, hook up with. Yeah, at, like, in the shower at the gym. <laughs> uh-huh. Bryce. Bryce. Okay, continue, Brennan. You were talking. I was talking? Okay. <laughs> yes. You're talking about Mary Elizabeth Winston. <laughs> Sorry. I liked your thing. Um, yeah, and she's just, she's, <laughs> she's a captivating presence on screen. Um, yeah, she is by far the best actress that this movie, that this franchise has had. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, the best actor in general. Uh-huh. Like, there have been... Not to disrespect Ellie Larder. Or Devin Sawa or whatever, but, like, you know, there are teen stars, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead has definitely, like, maintained a career because she is very good. Uh-huh. So she's really good. Um, I think the fact that it opened with an amusement park, um, or as you mentioned, a fun park. Um, Look, I couldn't remember the words. I was okay. watching a movie. Stuff happens. People forget when they're talking. Like, we must learn to forgive and understand. Yes. And only then can we agree and move forward. Okay. Um. So then, yeah. So I just, I really loved her and the amusement park. And then the fun. I truly felt like these teens were having fun and I wanted to have fun with them. Yeah, and it, it's a truly fun movie. Like I said, it, it skips over a lot of the pointless bullshit that the first two had to do to like make it sort of grounded in reality in any way. Yep. Um, I kind of like the fact that they – it kind of gets dropped eventually, but they, they're they kind of dying in pairs because they're dying with like who their seatmate was yeah. in the roller coaster. Which, which is I, cool. Which is cool. I like that a lot. Um, it's it's very well shot. There's a really cool 360-degree shot like at the top of the uh, – Roller coaster. The roller coaster. Um, and also the, the the death the death knell song I think is the best in the whole franchise. Um, I disagree. Really, I don't care about the song. You don't care about "Turn Around, Look at Me" by the Letterman? No. I, th- I find it so creepy. It's a perfect choice because it's that like you know classic old style sound that you don't really hear anymore. Yeah. Um, you know everybody's trying to do that these days but i find the lyrics to be so creepy that i don't understand how even at the time they thought it was a love song mm-hmm. it's like there is someone walking behind you yeah Turn around. i think you're right it is a creepy song um especially in that last scene where uh-huh. you just hear that one creepy guy on the subway playing it and yeah, he the, could the, not have been creepier yeah the busker guy who was just staring at her like the like his smile was like the truth or dare smile it was so weird yeah like he knew he just came to fuck shit up and yeah. then like kiss her to death and then just be on his way um i think you're right it is a better song choice but i like the iconic john denver song in the first one a little bit yeah. more yeah no did the, the second one have a song the second one did not i don't think so okay no it didn't they they were too busy Dealing with their weird sign nonsense and the man with the hooks or whatever. Yeah, and Justina Machado being their way to salvation. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that movie. Yeah. Um, I just I, I find it to be a perfect song choice. We we can, at the end of this, because I know there is another song coming in a future future uh, entry. So we How can, many more do we have? Uh, two more after okay. this. Yeah, there's The Final Destination and then Gnarly. FD5. Gnarly. Um, but yeah, so... 
I just I really love that song. I listen to that song a lot, just on my own. I think it's a beautiful song. I think it's very creepy and cool and a great <laughs> choice. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead is great. It's a good movie. Yeah. Like you know, I would definitely recommend this movie to people. It's a very very solid sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doing all the right things mm-hmm. and not taking itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes Mary Elizabeth Winstead has some very like dark cryy lines where it's like, I get it. It's uh-huh. sad. People are dying. Move on. Uh-huh. So Brennan. We have we are seeing this we have seen this movie in a very unique time. Yes. Before we have seen Midsommar. Uh-huh. Do you think you will enjoy Midsommar or Midsummer as I like to call it uh-huh. more or less than this movie? I don't know why you're asking this question, but I imagine I'm throwing you a curveball. I imagine I will like it less because uh, I was not a huge fan of Hereditary. Like <gasps> gay gasp. I know. Well, you didn't like it that much either. I liked it as a film. That is a horror film. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great stuff. There's great performances. I just, I found it to be a version. Uh, it was basically a remake of Paranormal Activity 4 that thought it was The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Midsommar is going to be a remake of The Wicker Man that thinks it can do it better and probably won't. So we'll see. I'm excited. The trailer looks cool. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely I don't know why excited. we're talking about this. I want to throw you a curveball because you're always like, so Sergio, what do you think is coming up next? And uh-huh. then I'm, I never expect that question. So I decided to throw you a curveball yeah. and see how you like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'd think um, the question I ask every week, you'd eventually learn to expect, but that's on you. <laughs> and see, I just, you think that living with me, someone who constantly throws you curveballs, you learn to expect a curveball. Whatever. Um, I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week, and we're going to make our guesses. I'm letting Sergio prepare now. Um, <laughs> but first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo. <laughs> and next week, we're going to be returning to Maine for some Lake Placid 3. Um, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I wonder if it'll even be crawl. set in Maine. Yeah, just in time for Crawl. Um, but first, let's make our guesses about the final destination. That's part four. It's from 2009. It, I will tell you now, it is generally regarded as the worst of the bunch, although I like it. So. Uh-huh. Um, I I'm think excited. I'm excited for this one. It's either taking place on like a boat or like a, a spaceship. Like well, how many more <laughs> settings could they put these in? Like, like are you talking about the opening kill or like the yeah, whole movie? <laughs> the opening kill. Ooh. A boat would be really cool. Yeah. I like that idea. Like the Titanic. The original Final Destination. Yeah. I mean, the scene in Titanic where that dude is hanging onto the railing and falls and, like, hits the fin, like, the, the rudder of the boat and uh-huh. goes splat. That's really straight out of Final Destination. Yeah. It's a good scene. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I like that guess. It's completely wrong, but it should be right. Okay. It deserves to be right. We can make it. Write that script, Brennan. We'll do it. I mean, there's a new one coming out. Maybe we can, you know, send them our spec. Yeah. I'm totally down. What do you think it's going to be about? Well, I've seen it, so I know. Okay, then. It's going to be about a lot of shirtless men. Just get ready. All right, do you think Final Destination 4 is 5, right? 5 has already come out. Um, no. The which, new one would be 6. What, which one are we watching? We're watching 4, right? 4, yeah. Okay, yeah. Final Destination 4. Do you think it'll be better than Midsommar? Oh, I'll have to I'll have to wait on that one. Because I remember enjoying that movie for all of its dumbness, um, even though it's... a kind of shoddily constructed movie mm-hmm. um but i'll see if my opinion has changed because i remember loving final destination 2 and i was kind of cool on it this time mm-hmm. and i had okay estimation of of this one and i really really liked it mm-hmm. so i might be bouncing back and forth so i'll, I'll hold judgment okay. uh but we'll see you next week for lake placid 3 and until then good luck on your journey stay gold everybody bye bye
This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.